Information discussed in this podcast may be sensitive in nature to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Every so often, it's nice to know the outcome of stories. While our mission remains to share the unsolved cases and help them reach a new audience, a wider audience, it's helpful to know that cases of any age can and are solved every day. So for our final bonus episode of 2022, let's take a look at five missing person cases that were solved this year. And welcome to a bonus episode of the Where Are They podcast, a special episode of five missing person cases that were solved this year, the year 2022. Thank you all so, so much for your continued support of our show. We have plans to continue and grow our mission in 2023, and we hope you'll stick around and help us do just that. So let's get into these stories. Jed Hall. Jed is my second son. He was definitely a very happy kid. Jed left our home in the middle of January in 2018. I got up that morning and noticed that his bedroom door was open and saw that he wasn't in there. And then I noticed a suicide note on his desk. Oh my God, how could this possibly be happening? It was like a body blow. I do not believe he committed suicide. We were completely blindsided by Jed's disappearance. There had been no disagreements. I went to the school and noticed that there was a broken window right next to the door. And that was when I called 911. He had taken one of our family cars with him, the Nissan Versa. The last ping on Jed's phone was down near the river, near the boat dock. There was a journal found that said all the things that he would take with him. Clothing. I know he took his retainer, seven pairs of underwear, because that'll last you for two weeks. Why would you take your retainer and changes of underwear if you were just going to go and kill yourself? The private investigator believes that Jed has run off. Jed Hall was 16 years old when he was last seen. He left his parents' house on January 22nd, 2018 in the family's Nissan Versa. He took a handgun with him and some camping gear. Jed also left a note indicating that he may attempt suicide and his parents, along with law enforcement and eventually a private investigator, would spend years looking for the missing teenager. Since his phone had last pinged near a boat ramp in Idaho Falls, Idaho, 
It was thought maybe he had indeed gone there to end his life, as the note had indicated. But why? It didn't make any sense to the family. Jed always seemed like a happy, laid-back, easygoing kid. Near this boat ramp, they found a journal that belonged to Jed. Inside were lists of items that he would need, almost like a packing list, which included clothing for two weeks. The investigator and Jed's family believed that he must have run away. He wouldn't need all these items and he wouldn't need to pack a bag if he was planning on ending his life. This had given them hope that for whatever reason, Jed had decided to leave town and run away. And there were a few sightings that came in over the years, but none that could be confirmed. Yet his mom held out hope. A search and rescue sonar and dive team was contacted by some people local to the Idaho Falls area. They believed it was possible that Jed and the missing Nissan Versa had gone into the river near that boat ramp. And sure enough, just after a short time of searching, a vehicle was found and brought to the surface. The family was devastated to find that it was their Nissan Versa and that Jed was inside the car. But it didn't make any sense to his family. It it still doesn't. But the one thing that the family wants to reiterate is sometimes you just don't know someone is struggling and it's so important to look for those signs. The Nationwide Suicide Prevention Hotline can be reached anytime by calling one 800 273 8255. Brittany Drexel. On April 22nd, 2009, Brittany Drexel, just 17 years old, went to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina for spring break with some friends. Brittany's parents had previously told her daughter no, she couldn't go because of her age and because they didn't know the people that she was going to be going with. But Brittany would sneak off and go anyways. I met Dawn Drexel Plekin at the Market Common Park in Myrtle Beach. It's where she planted a tree in honor of her daughter Brittany years ago. Brittany was a beautiful, beautiful girl. She had a beautiful soul. Her smile lit up the room, but the room went dark on April 25th, 2009, when she learned Brittany had vanished. My heart just dropped. Frantic calls to Brittany's cell phone went unanswered, leaving Dawn with his final voicemail greeting to hold on to. When we got to Myrtle Beach, I ended up stopping at a news station, which was Channel 13, and I went directly on the media hope and hopes to, to find Brittany. Um, you know, I thought that if I got her name and face out there, somebody would see her and maybe call law enforcement. Brittany came to Myrtle Beach with several other teens on spring break. I did think that there was some involvement with the kids that were back in Rochester because they wouldn't even talk to me. They didn't meet up with us to pass out flyers, to go look for her, to do anything. They were questioned by the police, and then they headed back to Rochester. And there was many times that we had seen messages um, on Facebook and such that they'll never come back to Myrtle Beach. Well, why wouldn't you? 
what happened, and still to this day, we don't know anything. The Q Center reports she was abducted while walking outside the Blue Water Inn on South Ocean Boulevard. Brittany's boyfriend had stayed behind in Rochester, New York, where they lived, because he had to work. But he knew that she was going, and he would stay in constant contact with her. But then one evening, that all changed. They had been texting back and forth when suddenly the text messages from Brittany stopped. Not being able to reach Brittany for some time throughout that evening, he finally called her parents to tell them what was going on. Immediately, they hopped in their car and drove straight to South Carolina. Brittany was reported missing and the search began. Her case did make national headlines. A young 17-year-old girl on spring break in a city with over a million visitors. The community was concerned. Everyone was concerned. Authorities were able to ping her cell phone, and they did ping it south of Myrtle Beach. In fact, it pinged several times heading south on Route 17 when it finally stopped in Georgetown, South Carolina. The phone from here either had died or was turned off. There were many theories over the years, rumors and false accusations. Brittany's case was showcased on TV shows and billboards throughout the entire country. Her family never gave up the fight for answers. Finally, in 2022, there was a major break in the case. A man who had previously been a person of interest in her disappearance confessed to Brittany's murder and led authorities to where he buried her on or near his property in Georgetown, South Carolina. Raymond Moody pled guilty in court to her murder this year, and thus there will be no need for a trial. At long last, her family and friends and all the law enforcement officials that worked on her case for 13 years can now have some closure. Honestly, this was one of those cases that I followed for a very long time, and I just wasn't sure if we would ever have the answers. So sad, a beautiful young girl's life was cut so short, but hopefully now, Brittany can rest in peace. Duen Fan Duane Fan vanished from the University of Chicago this past May. Duane was a Chinese exchange student and was in his junior year at the university. Parents worried sick. They are desperately pleading for help finding their missing son. The 20-year-old is a University of Chicago student. And this family, you know, they are really far away. They're all the way in China, and their son was living right here in Chicago. This is the last place that he was seen. He's considered to be a really good student, but recently ran into some trouble. They say he hasn't used his bank card. Please come home, my son. Um, Everybody is very worried, and everybody is looking for you. This mother is pleading all the way from China, hoping that her 20-year-old son returns home. My son has been a very, uh, he's been an excellent student. Duen's family was all back in his home country of China, which made his disappearance all the more difficult and painful for them, especially for his mother. Duen was last seen leaving his dorm room on May 5th, 2022. He was carrying a backpack with the word Edison on it, 
and he was wearing his black framed glasses. The family quickly put up a $10,000 reward for answers when they couldn't find him, and the search for Duane continued. At some point, law enforcement somehow received word that Duane might have purchased a Greyhound bus ticket down to Tampa, Florida. So the search now stretched all the way from Chicago, Illinois, down to the city of Tampa, Florida. The search went on for months, and there were virtually no clues. Duane's parents had access to his bank accounts and records, and they saw that he wasn't spending any of his money. His debit card hadn't been used, and his accounts hadn't been accessed at all. Of course, this concerned them greatly, but authorities had no reason to suspect foul play. It had also come out that Duane might have been worried about his academic performance and just overly stressed out at school. In August, three months after his disappearance, Duane was found safe and sound. While the details regarding his disappearance and how and where he was found are kept mostly private, the family did express gratitude to the university and to all of those who helped search for Duane during their time in great need of help. We always love a happy ending for the family. Baby Holly. Following a lengthy investigation, the 1981 murder case of an unidentified couple remained a mystery. Until an odd break came last year. Forensic genealogy was able to positively identify this couple as Tina Gail Lynn Klaus and Harold Dean Klaus Jr. Once their bodies were identified, the couple's family and authorities now began to search for baby Holly. The couple and their baby had been reported missing back in the early 80s. This unidentified couple that had been found murdered in 1981 had no child with them. So immediately, family began to worry. Once they knew this was Tina and Harold, whatever happened to their little baby? And it was learned, although their murders have not yet been solved, that Tina and Harold could have been involved with a religious cult. Investigators also learned that two young women dressed in robes, dropped a baby off at a church in 1981, in the same area where Tina and Harold would be found. That baby would go on to be adopted, and that child, in 2022, was found. Of course, 40 years later, that child isn't exactly a child anymore. 42-year-old Holly was living in Oklahoma and was now a mom to five children of her own. Extended family of Holly's rejoiced in the news. Although nothing can bring back Tina and Harold, they feel grateful they can get to know Holly. I think it's also important to state that the people that took in Holly when she was a baby are not suspected of any wrongdoing in this case. It is not believed that they had anything to do with what happened to Tina and Harold. And because of Tina and Harold's unsolved murder cases, This does remain an ongoing investigation, and I do believe we will learn more as time goes on. Kyle Rugg Kyle 
Kyle Rugg vanished March 4th, 2015 from Katy, Texas. Well, actually, he was living in Katy at the time, but he was visiting the Lake Livingston area with friends. The story never quite added up regarding Kyle's disappearance. Kyle's friend said that Kyle showed up at the lake that day with two other friends, and the three of them decided they didn't want to stay and fish, so they left and said they were just going to drive back to Katy. Now, Katy and Lake Livingston are a couple hours away from each other. So why go up there if you're just going to leave? There were very few clues in his disappearance over the years, but his family still fought for answers. It truly was a bizarre case. And while everyone wanted to hold out hope, some things just weren't looking good. Kyle was just 22 years old in 2015, and he had a large family network that never gave up searching for him. On March 4th, 2022, on the seventh anniversary of Kyle's disappearance, a press conference was held with some news. Human remains had been found near Lake Livingston. They had actually found those remains back in the year 2020, but weren't able to identify them until recently. Those remains belonged to Kyle Rugg. While his family finally had the answers they had needed all these years, it was still a heartbreaking announcement. We definitely rejoice in the heartwarming news of finding Duen Fan alive and well after three months and the shocking news of finding baby Holly alive after 40 years. The relief those families must have felt and must continue to feel cannot even be imagined. On the flip side, our hearts are with the families of Brittany Drexel, Kyle Rugg, and Jed Hall. Some of these cases took years and years to solve. And again, it just reiterates the importance of never giving up hope. Thank you all for tuning into this bonus episode of the Where Are They podcast. We will be back again very soon with another unsolved missing person case. And until then, stay safe and hug your loved ones. Thank you.